And good evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again on the Oh, The Pain podcast. It's Friday, March 11th, 2022. The Joe Beningo, Oh, The Pain podcast brought to you, of course, by the Hackensack Brewing Company and by Anita Tires. Uh, I, I'm pumped up today, and I'll tell you why I'm pumped up, okay? I'm pumped up because baseball is back. You know, the powers that be in MLB finally, that kind of rhymes finally got their act together, realized, you know, they looked around the world and looked around the country and saw what a disaster it all is and said, what the hell are we doing? It's time for us to get our act together and get, I don't know if I said that right, together, Eric Spitz would be ticked off at me, to get our act together and start freaking playing baseball again. Get our, get our asses on the field. And that's exactly what they've done. Uh, the season's going to start. It's going to be a full 162-game season. It's going to start on April the 7th. Uh, this uh, Sunday, we'll start the spring training. Uh, the free agency is uh, up and running right now, so we can get back to you know signing players and, and all of that. Uh, it's going to be good. I mean, yeah, look, you know, I was kind of indifferent to it all. You know, because I was so ticked off that these guys with the state, as I said, like the state of the world and the country the way it is right now, that these billionaires and millionaires are arguing over all this money while other people are deciding, hey, should I buy gas this week or should I buy groceries? You know, I mean, so I think they finally got their heads together and uh, everything prevailed. They were going to get baseball that are going to have. First of all, they're going to have the universal DH, which I am all for. I got to tell you, I think it's terrific. I really do. I wasn't, I'm, look, I'm a National League guy. You know, I'm a Met fan. And I really initially was against the DH, you know, more traditional, let the pitchers hit and all that. But you know what? <clears throat> Here's the bottom line on DH. It helps the Mets. It does. It helps the Mets. Uh, you know, it gives them another bat in the lineup. And I know Jacob DeGrom is a good hitter and all that. Give me a break. The DH, all it does is is give you another legitimate bat in a lineup. It ends all this nonsense about, you know, interleague play. And, you know, you got to have the DH in the American League ballpark and the uh, no DH in the National League park and how it works out in the World Series and what a disadvantage it is for the American League team and all of this kind of thing where you don't have a DH in the National League parks in the World Series and all. But, I, I, look, I think it's great. I think it helps the Mets. Pete Alonso should be the DH. I mean, I don't think there's any question about it. I don't think he wants that. I think he wants to still play first base. But in a perfect world, you know, maybe Buck Showalter can convince Pete Alonso that he should be the designated hitter for this team. And Dom Smith, who's really a much better defensive first baseman, should be playing first base. But, you know, we'll see how that all breaks out. But I'm all for it. Very happy that we're going to see the universal DH and all of that uh, in Major League Baseball. We're also going to have a a uh, a sixteen playoff. They were talking about seven teams in the playoffs. They're gonna it's going to be six, and I guess the first, the two top seeds are going to get a bye in the first round of the playoffs, and I guess it's going to be two out of three in the first round series. You know, look, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to this. You know, I grew up in an era where you know you won your league, you played 162 games, you won your league, and you went right to the World Series. You know, from when I started ba- watching baseball, really, in 1961, right on through uh, to 1968, that's the way you had it. You know, the divisional play didn't really start until 1969. So that's the way it was. And even after that, 
I didn't mind the divisional play at all. You know, the, the winner of the one division played the winner of the other division in the league, and they had a league championship series, and it was only four teams in the playoffs. So, you know, six teams in each league is not too bad. You know, four teams in each league, obviously, in the playoffs. But, I mean, well, actually, it was four teams total. What am I talking about? Two in each league made the playoffs back then, just the one winner of each division. But I'm okay with six. You know, I don't love it, uh, you know, but it's better than seven. You know, you play 162 games, and there's 30 teams in a league, and 24 out of the 30 are eliminated. That's not too bad. You know, I got a, I got a, a, a pretty good, you know, I feel pretty good. I shouldn't say 24 out of 30. It's actually, what is it, 18 out of the 30 are eliminated, not 24, 18, six in each league, obviously. So that's not too bad. I can live with that. But the bottom line is baseball is back. Manfred, Tony Clark, everybody involved finally got their act together. And uh, we're going to be off and running with, with Major League Baseball. So, like I said, it'll all get underway April 7th. You're going to have a full 162-game season. And I guess next year, not this year, but I guess coming up in the 2023 season, what you're going to see is a balanced schedule where everybody is going to play everybody at least one series. Now, that's a very interesting concept. And I, I don't know how I quite feel about that. I mean, I do agree that, you know, 19 games against everybody in your division, you know, gets a little little old after a while. And, you know, I, I prefer it that, you know, we, we, we didn't have any interleague play at all. I mean, if it was up to me, we'd get rid of interleague play. You know, let's go back to how it used to be. You know, you only play the teams in your league. And then, you know, the, the, the only time you see a team in the other league is in the World Series. I would I, I would much prefer that. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, I'd much see it the, uh, like the old way when, you know, you play 18 games against the teams in your division and you play 12 games against the teams in the other division. I realize now it's it's three divisions in each league, so it's a, it's a different kind of situation. But, you know, nevertheless, uh, uh, baseball is back. That's the bottom line. It is what it is. I'm ready to go with the Mets. I'm very excited to see Scherzer and DeGrom and Buck Showalter coaching the team and hopefully a big bounce back year from Francisco Lindor. We can always only pray for that. Uh, you know, a big year out of Pete Alonso again. We can hope for that. Uh, you know, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see if the Mets make any other moves here in free agency. We'll see what the Yankees do now in free agency because at least the Mets had done some things. You know, bringing in those three guys, Stalling, Marte uh, specifically, and then, of course, the big signing of Max Scherzer. The Yankees really haven't done anything along those lines yet, but uh, we'll see what they do. They need to re-sign Aaron Judge, too, because let's be honest, he's the face of their franchise right now. So, But uh, baseball back, and uh, again, spring training will start on Sunday, and then April 7th, uh, it all gets rolling again. And, you know, every week we'll be doing something on the baseball season. when Once we get it started, we'll certainly be breaking down the Mets every week, every couple days. We'll be all over that. The Yankees as well. So uh, baseball uh, is back. All right, Joe Beningo here with the Oh, the Pain podcast. I want to give you a little note before we, we get into a little bit what's going on as far as the, uh, uh, the NFL free agency and all of that happening right now. Uh, coming up Monday, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start doing interviews. I have not done any interviews yet. Going to start doing some interviews uh, coming up on Monday. Uh, former Jet great, my good buddy Wesley Walker, outstanding wide receiver for the Jets for all those years. Uh, he's going to join us, number eighty-five. 
Uh, he'll join us on Monday, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, his career with the Jets, what he thinks about, you know, uh, what's going on in the NFL now, how he feels about all that. So, again, Wesley Walker, of course, uh, one of the great Jets of all time. He's in the ring of honor, number 85. Uh, he will join us on Monday, and we're going to start doing some interviews, uh, you know, at least once a week, probably every Monday we'll have a different interview. I've already got my buddy Marty Lyons, the great Jet defensive lineman. Uh, he's going to join us. Of course, also Marty does the uh, the color commentary on the Jet games on radio right now with Bob Wischusen. He's going to join us the Monday before the draft, April 25th. He'll join us the Monday before the NFL draft. So you want to check that out as well with Marty Lyons. But we'll be giving you, you know, updates every week about who we're going to have on the program. So uh, Wesley Walker uh, coming up on Monday, we'll do the interview with him. Before I get a little bit into the into the NFL and, you know, free agency starts on Tuesday in the National Football League, but already a bunch of moves have been made, especially with the quarterbacks. I want to get into that. But first, I want to, of course, uh, uh, thank again, get one of my sponsors, the Hackensack Brewing Company. They've been with me from the beginning. My good buddy, Mike Jones, you know, we've done a couple of uh, a podcast, live podcasts already from the Hackensack Brewing Company. And you know all of that. It's located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds uh, off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. Uh, you know, there's always 12 beers on tap. You got the outdoor beer garden. You got the uh, spacious tap room indoors as well. And we will be doing uh, more podcast, another live podcast there, probably outside once the weather, you know, really, uh, really starts to consistently be nice out. It's starting to get there, but not quite there yet. Uh, it's supposed to snow tomorrow again. Unbelievable, but whatever. But uh, the Hackensack Brewing Company, the tap room's open 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 on Saturday, 12 to 8 Sundays. Uh, come in and have a few beers there. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. See my buddy Mike Jones, TJ, Andre, everybody over there <clears throat> at the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company. Now, the NFL free agency is going to get moving. We're going to start. That's going to get started coming up on uh, on Tuesday, as I mentioned. But already always, uh, already, we've seen a bunch of moves. Aaron Rodgers, no surprise whatsoever to me, has re-signed with the Green Bay Packers. And, and you know what? I'm not surprised about that. I mean, let's be honest. The best chance that Aaron Rodgers has to get to a Super Bowl again, and they've had many opportunities and Look, we've seen it the last just the last two years where Green Bay had home field advantage and it didn't work out. You know, they lost two years ago in the championship game to Tampa Bay. They lost this year in the divisional round uh, to the San Francisco 49ers, uh, both at Lambeau Field. So it hasn't worked out for them. But certainly uh, their best chance uh, for Green Bay or for Aaron Rodgers is to stay there. There was rumors about him going to the Denver Broncos. And of course, the Denver Broncos made a big move that we'll get to in a second. but. Four-year deal for Aaron Rodgers. They also uh, put the franchise tag on Devontae Adams, which doesn't surprise me at all. You know, there's no way, you know, Rodgers, Adams wasn't going to leave Green Bay. Well, he can't anyway when you give him the franchise tag. But I'm, I would think they're going to try to work out a long-term deal with him. But I'm not surprised about that at all. No, no way in my mind was Adams going <clears> to <throat> leave Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers still there. So, uh, like I said, no surprise to anybody. Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, signs a four-year deal. So he'll stay there. Devontae Adams, the franchise tag. So that that combination, which may be the best uh, quarterback-wide receiver combination in football right now, 
will stay intact uh, at least for another year. Like I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I see the Packers give a long-term deal uh, to Devontae Adams. Now, Denver, we mentioned them, and they made a blockbuster deal, and that's trading uh, a bunch of uh, like uh, three regular players and a, and a couple number one picks and a couple other draft choices to the Seattle Seahawks to get Russell Wilson. If I'm the Broncos, who were 7-10 and 10 last year, they, you know, they fired their coach, Vic Fangio. They brought in Nathaniel Hackett now as their head coach. I'm not surprised that they went out and made this move. It's very similar to the move they made a number of years ago. Remember when they brought Peyton Manning in, and that worked out real well for them. They had Manning there in Denver. They went to a Super Bowl and lost to Seattle, and then they went to another Super Bowl and eventually won it. It turned out to be Manning's final year when they uh, uh, beat the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl uh, after the 2015 season. So the Broncos kind of do it again. They bring in Russell Wilson, seven-time pro bowler, two times in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion, should have been a Super Bowl champion twice if Pete Carroll would have just handed the ball on the goal line to Marshawn Lynch, but obviously that didn't happen. Uh, Wilson's making a lot of money. We know that, but this is a good move for, for the Denver Broncos. They got a solid defense there. They got some real solid young wide receivers on that team. You know Wilson wanted out. It looks like they're going in a different direction there in Seattle. We'll see what happens with Pete Carroll. I guess Pete Carroll's staying there. Um, you know, we'll see how it works out. But they really got a haul. Like I said, they got three three regular players there. They got the uh, the quarterback, Drew Locke. They got the tight end, uh, uh, Noah Font. They got another uh, player as well. They got a couple number one picks. They got a number two pick. I believe Seattle also sent a fourth uh, – uh, excuse me, Denver also sent a fourth-round pick to the Seahawks in the uh, Russell Wilson deal. So terrific deal for the Denver Broncos as they bring in uh, really one of the top quarterbacks, another future Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson. Now, another quarterback made a move here, or another team made a move for a quarterback, and that's the Indianapolis Colts trading Carson Wentz to the Washington – I, I – I, I have such a hard time with this. The Washington Commanders. Boy, that's a terrible name. Unbelievable. I mean, really, really. I, before we get to, you know, the, the trading of Carson Wentz to the, to the Commanders, couldn't they have come up with something better there in Washington? The Washington freaking Commanders. I mean, that just doesn't get it. just doesn't cut it. They should have they left. Well, obviously they should be the Redskins, but you know, in this in this world of political correctness, God forbid that we keep that. No, we can't do that. Anyway, be that as it may, they should be the Redskins. They're not the Redskins. They should have stayed the WFT, the Washington football team. To me, that's better than the crummy Washington Commanders. You know? Oh, that great rivalry that the Cowboys have with the Commanders. What? Now, I don't know if you're old enough to remember this or not, okay? But many years ago, there was a great commercial with the legendary, the late great head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Tom Landry. And Landry, and I forget exactly what it was for. I can't remember what it was for. But remember, like, Landry had, like, the cowboy stuff on. You know, he had, like, the spurs and the cowboy hat on and all of that. And He's in a bar. It might have been for Miller Lite. Probably was for Miller Lite. I would think that that that's the kind of commercials they had back then. And, you know, he says something about, you know, well, uh, you know, it's it's better than being surrounded by Redskins. Do you remember that commercial? You know, I'm paraphrasing there, but something like that. 
I mean, the Commanders, ah, the Giants, and that big, big rivalry they have with the Commanders, you know? Oh, my God, the Eagles and the Commanders, it, it goes way, way back. What what do they do with all the with all the, with their Super Bowl trophies now the, the Redskins? What do they do? Did they even mention the word Redskins? I mean, if you go now to Washington, what is it? FedEx Field? Is it, I think that's the name of the stadium there. You know, these stadium names change every 10 minutes. If you if you go if you go to a game now in Washington, okay? I, I went there a number of years ago to see the the uh, the Redskins play the Jets. A number of years ago that I went there, and it is all red and gold there. They had a gift shop there that I'll never forget. I mean, if you if you wanted stuff from uh, as a, a fan of that team, boy, let me tell you right now, they had every you know every jersey you could ever want from you know from uh, Bobby Mitchell and Sonny Jurgensen to Charlie Taylor, Joe Theismann, John Riggins, you know, all, all the way down the line uh, to Mark Rippin, whatever you wanted there, they had. What do they do now? I got I, mean, I know they're keeping the colors, but what do they have like? You remember that? Remember that great? You remember when the, when the Commanders won the Super Bowl after the nineteen eighty two season? Remember that? Remember when Doug Williams led the Commanders to the Super Bowl championship against the Broncos after the nineteen eighty seven season? Remember that? How about when the Commanders beat the Buffalo Bills and and Rippin had that great you know it was the the MVP of the Super Bowl after nineteen ninety one? Oh my God! Come on! I mean, I, I, really? So what do they do? So, so the, is it even acknowledged in the stadium there that, that they used to be the Redskins? I don't know. I just have a hard time with – you know, I uh, this stuff makes me crazy when they start doing this. You know, I really does. Just like the Cleveland Indians are now the Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians? What? Oh, my God. Uh, what a disaster. Uh, Cleveland. I don't know which is worse. The Washington Commanders – or the Cleveland Guardians, right? Which one bothers you more? I, I, it's close. I, I have no idea. E- either way, it's an absolute disgrace. But the, getting back to my original point, the commanders traded for Carson Wentz. So Carson Wentz is now back in the NFC East. Let, let's be honest. Carson Wentz stinks. I, I mean, there's no doubt about it. You know, he had that one good year with the Eagles, the year they wound up going to the Super Bowl. Wentz looked like he was on his way to being the MVP of the league. He winds up getting hurt. You know, Nick Foles takes over, and Nick Foles actually leads them to the Super Bowl, and he winds up being the Super Bowl MVP. They beat the Patriots, the whole thing, the, the Philly special with the pass. It was Zach Ertz that threw the touchdown pass to Foles and all of that, and, and they went on to beat New England in that Super Bowl. Come on. Really? He stinks, Carson Wentz. And we'll see what Ron Rivera can get out of him. The the uh, Washington the Washingtonians have been, uh, you know, maybe we could call them like the Washington Bidens. Maybe we could call them that. I don't know. I'm just, just saying. Anyway, get, just getting back to them. You know, they, they've had like musical chairs there, a quarterback in Washington now for the last number of years, right? They had Fitzpatrick there last year. We got hurt. You know, obviously they had uh, – Alex Smith before that, of course, he had that terrible leg injury. Uh, you know, so they've been they've been struggling for a quarterback here for a while. I mean, going back to when they drafted RG3, who looked like he was going to be a world beater. And then, you know, he wound up getting hurt, and he, he was never the same again. That was basically the end of him. But, I mean, Carson Wentz, he stinks. I mean, you know, and we saw the Colts uh, fold last year. They should have made the playoffs last year. They folded at the end of the year. They had that chance in the last game of the year against the lousy Jaguars and got destroyed by Jacksonville. You know, 
Uh, Wentz is not winning games for you. I can tell you that. You know, he, that's not happening. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, so Carson Wentz now will be, be a quarterback in Washington. And the other big move that was made uh, in the NFL, you see where Khalil Mack was was uh, dealt from the Bears to the, uh, uh, again, the San Diego, to me, there will always be San Diego, the LA Chargers. Did you see, see where that move was made? And, and what he says, I think it was a second and a third round pick. They sent to the Bears to get Khalil Mack. Remember, he was defensive player of the year uh, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, with the Bears. So, uh, of course, he was with the Raiders before that. And uh, John Gruden, remember John Gruden? Uh, he's buried somewhere now. Uh, anyway, or at least been canceled. He's not buried, but he's been canceled, uh, as we saw last year. But he made that trade to trade uh, to trade Khalil Mack uh, to the Bears. So Khalil Mack now uh, a member of the L.A. Chargers. And, of course, it really all gets underway next week. By the way, the Jets have re-upped for a year LaMarcus Joyner at the, uh, the safety, who basically, who not basically, missed the entire season last year with an injury that he suffered in the preseason. But Tuesday, free agency starts. We'll see what happens. You know, as far as the Jets are concerned, you know, uh, Schultz was already, uh, he was already franchised by the uh, Cowboys at tight end. Mike Gusecki was franchised by the Dolphins. So that's not going to happen as far as that goes. And you've heard what I said when it comes to the Jets. You know, don't spend a ton of money in free agency. You don't win championships building your team through free agency. You got to do it through the draft. They really should bring back their own guys. You know, they should resign Braxton Barrios. They probably won't do it. He'll be killing us for years in either New England or Buffalo. They should bring back um, Morgan uh, Morgan Moses. They should bring him back. They should bring back the uh, – the uh, ta- the offensive lineman, the guard from they got from Kansas City. I'm not even going to try to say his name. I could never say his name right, so I'm not even going to try. That's what they should be doing. They should be re-signing their own guys. I guess Marcus May is not happening, especially now that they signed Joyner. But uh, free agency will get underway Tuesday. The Giants did bring Sterling Sharp back as well. Uh, they restructured his deal and they brought him back. So uh, just a little bit on what's going on. A little bit of the quarterback movement in, in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. Russell Wilson traded to Denver. Carson Wentz, who's terrible, traded to the Washington Commanders. All right. Joe Beningo with you here on the uh, Oda Payne podcast. Also want to mention uh, another one of my fine sponsors, Anita Tires. I've been telling you about Anita for a long time. Of course, you, you know that my uh, my son Johnny's the sales manager there. Go see him. You need tires. That's the place to go. Go see Ari, who owns the place, does a terrific job as well. All your car service needs, whatever you need, tires, work on your car, oil change, whatever you need. Go see Johnny over and uh, Ari over at Anita Tire, uh, Westwood Avenue in Rivervale, New Jersey. Tell them Beningo sent you, and they certainly uh, will all take care of you over there. All right. Still got a few minutes here to, to, to play with. I uh, want to talk a little bit about... Joe Beningo, of course, with you on the Oda Payne podcast. In case you forgot, I don't know if you forgot or not, but just in case you did. Uh, again, don't forget Monday, Wesley Walker, the former great New York Jet, will join us, and we're going to start our series of of doing interviews, and uh, we'll we'll probably do one every week, and we'll let you know uh, in uh, plenty of advanced time who's going to be on the show. You know, I have not, and I understand we're going to, we're going into the college basketball uh, tournament now. We got the uh, all the conference tournaments going on. Had some interesting games. St. John's lost a real tough game last night. 
uh, in the second round of the Big East of Villanova. They had a seven, 17-point lead, wound up blowing the lead, had a one-point lead late in the game. Uh, Villanova looked like they had stopped them with three seconds left. They fouled one of the kids from Villanova. He made the free throws, and that turned out to be the game winner as Nova won that game by a point. UConn beat Seton Hall last night. Uh, Providence and Creighton have advanced as well, if you're uh, following what's going on in the Big East. But we'll see. We'll get into it a week from uh, yesterday. The NCAA tournament, actually the playing games start on Tuesday in Dayton that they have every year. But the regular tournament will start a week from yesterday, which, of course, is St. Paddy's Day, when, of course, everybody in the world uh, is Irish. And that, of course, is coming up on March 17th. That will start the NCAA tournament. We'll get into all that uh, probably uh, next Friday when we already got the uh, tournament underway. I want to talk about the Rangers because I have not talked about the New York Rangers at all. And I know they've lost a couple games in a row. They got beat the other day by the Wild. They lost a tough game last night, got beat pretty bad, 6-2 to two, by the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis. But, look, this team has a legitimate shot to make a big run uh, to a Stanley Cup. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. They got the best goalie in hockey, even though he got beat pretty bad last night, got pulled in the game as well. But they got the best goal, uh, best goalie in hockey in Igor Shesterkin. Right now they got, you know, one of the top goal scorers in the league in Chris Kreider. He's got 38 goals uh, on his way to, uh, you know, making a bid to become only the fourth Ranger in history to score 50 goals in a season. Uh, he's got a great chance to do that with over 20 games left. All he needs is 12. Uh, obviously, you got Mika Zibanejad. You got uh, uh, Panarin as well, Artemi Panarin. You got probably the best defenseman in the league in Adam Fox. You got guys like Jacob Truba, Keandre Miller, uh, Ryan Strom, uh, you know, Lafarniere. I mean, you got Alexei Lafarniere. You got all these guys. This is my wife loves that name. This team, you know, uh, Gerard Gallant, who has really done a very good job coaching his team. They got a terrific power play. They got a terrific penalty kill. The one thing that Maybe the Rangers have lacked a little bit, and we'll see because they got the trading deadline coming up next week too. I believe it's March March 21st. We'll see if the Rangers make any moves there at the deadline. But the one thing that the Rangers have had some trouble with this year is scoring, you know, is even strength. They've been great on a power play, like I said. They've been terrific uh, as far as killing penalties. They've had some trouble at even strength. That's really kind of been their problem if they've really had any. But uh, we'll see. Look, to me, their season really starts in the playoffs. I know they've, they've lost a couple games here in a row, but they got a really good team, and they got a real shot. And they look like they're going to be the only team in the metropolitan area to make the playoffs. I mean, the Islanders got off to that horrific start where they played their first, what, 15 or 16 games on the road while uh, the new UBS arena there out in uh, Long Island was, uh, you know, getting uh, getting ready to be uh, to go. They still hadn't finished it. And I think that really hurt the Islanders. I don't think they're making the playoffs. In fact, I I'm, I'm almost sure they're not going to. Same thing with the Devils. So the Rangers will uh, more than likely be the only local team in the playoffs this year. But they got a real shot to make a big run. Uh, let's see what happens with them. You got to like their team. Like I said, the best goalie in the league, the best defenseman in the league, tremendous amount of firepower. So you got to be very excited right now. If you uh, if you're a fan of the uh, New York Rangers, got to be really pumped up about that. One other thing too, I want to get into the basketball here just for a second before we get out of the way. Uh, Kevin Durant's back with the Nets. They won two in a row. They went into Philly last night and you know blew away 
the 76ers. They beat Charlotte right before that. They beat Philly 129-100 last night. They really blew the doors off them. And right now they're back to a game over 500. It looks like they're probably going to be relegated to be into that 7-10 play-in tournament. But they are a dangerous team. There's no doubt about it. Solid game by Durant last night. Solid game by Kyrie. Kyrie had 22 for them last night. Ben Simmons still hasn't played. God knows when he's ever going to play. As he made he made his return to Philly last night sitting on a bench. I mean, come on. Is this guy ever going to play basketball again, Ben Simmons? I, 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 I don't think he wants to play, but what do I know? Who knows? Uh, anyway, uh, last thing I'm going to say about this is, can we finally get rid of this insanity with these mandates? You know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, uh, it, it looks like it's it, the pandemic is done, okay? So isn't it time now to let Kyrie Irving play games at the freaking Barclay Center? I mean, really? How much longer does this guy have to wait before he's got to play in home games? Are they going to wait to the playoffs or the play-in tournament? Is that when they're going to do it? I mean, come on. Come on, man. Mayor Adams, let's go. Eric Adams, let's go. Let's get this done. Let's 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 get this mandate with this. What is it? They call it the private sector mandate, whatever the hell they call it. Give me a break, please. Can we stop already? How ridiculous is it that he can go and sit in the Barclays Center and hang out there, but he can't play? It's absurd. But a team's guys who are unvaccinated from other teams could come in and play in the Barclays Center, not Kyrie Irving. Just absolutely asinine. All right, I got to go. Don't forget, Wesley Walker will join us Monday, and uh, we'll start our uh, interview series. We'll talk about his days with the New York Jets. Everybody have a great weekend. God bless all of that. Thank uh, all my sponsors, Hackensack Brewing Company, Anita Tires. Everybody enjoy your weekend. All the love.